1: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Manchester's Red podcast for the Manchester Evening News. I'm your host Rich Fay, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Dan O'Toole. Hello. Keeping your place in the starting lineup, up today, Dan, you were here last week as well and retained. Yeah. It's nice to have you back. And mm-hmm. Charlotte?
2: Hi, I'm back.
1: Yeah, it's nice to see you. I mean, Thanks. I'm not sure the listeners would know you were gone, but... Oh, charming. Where have you been? What have you done?
2: Um, I went away to Italy for my birthday and then went on holiday to Cambodia.
1: Tough life, isn't it, being no, no, a journalist? I and now I'm
2: back here. And yeah. off, you, it might be the last you of me for a while because I'm off to France for the Women's World Cup. But we're not here to talk about that, are
1: we? We're not talk- here to talk about We're here to talk about the shock news. An even bigger shock, shock. than Sharif being kicked out of Love Island. Oh, we can't United have actually signed a player.
2: Well, nearly.
1: Nearly. Agreed in principle for, oh. for Daniel James. Good progress for United to actually... Com- complete, well, almost complete the deal. Dan was waiting for it to, to go through. It could be any time now, really. But uh, what, what was your initial reaction to the deal? I thought it was the first piece of evidence that Solskjaer's plan is coming to
0: fruition. He wants young players, do not he? Young, hungry British players. Uh, I think it's a statement of intent. I think, yeah, I could probably expect to see more players of his profile coming in this summer. Um,
1: so you would say he's Solskjaer's type on paper, I guess. Wouldn't you <laughs> it? could say that in another Love Island reference. You could, yes. Um, we'll, we'll tick them off early doors, when we'll we'll we? Get them done. Was yeah. it
2: Love Island? Bingo. Yeah,
1: it? it is what it is, Charlotte. It's just. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope whoever's listening to this knows Luff Island, otherwise, we've isolated a lot of the audience already. But but it's fine. So maybe that's the
0: end of the signing Galactico's era at United. Maybe, maybe this signing's the beginning of a. Uh... You know, a strategy whereby the team is put first, how players are going to be moulded into fitting into Solskjaer's system which is a, a nice change.
2: I kind of get that because he's had to come in and things haven't been working since Ferguson left and you've had managers that have come in and they've stuck to the plans that have been in place previously and clearly it's not worked if you look at all the transfer windows that United have gone through since then and the players that they've signed and where they are in the league and how they've not won the league since Ferguson left but I think he's got to be careful in that you still need Leaders and proven winners in that team, and I admire the fact that he wants to bring in hungry young British talent. But I feel like it needs to be a balance. I think they're still going to have to go out in this window and spend a lot of money on maybe not um, a massive marquee signing like Gareth Bale, who divides a lot of opinion,
1: but I divide a lot of opinion in the office as well over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, sure.
2: no, no, but that's and you can see there because there is a strong argument as to take a punt on him if if. Real Madrid want to get rid of him on the cheap and United still want a winger, then there's arguments to taking a punt on him. But there are strong arguments why he's exactly the type of player that United would have targeted in the past and shouldn't be targeting in this window, which is why they've gone and signed Daniel James. But I still believe that they need to spend big, big, big money on somebody that's going to come in and totally transform the dressing room
1: You mentioned before we get on to the, maybe names for that position you, about the marquee signings do you think that is down to the, the players they've recruited or the actual management and how they've used them because it might be easy in hindsight to say Di Maria, Falcao, Sanchez these aren't players that worked out but at the time there weren't many United fans complaining about about them arriving Well you look at the, the big names United have bought and you probably start off with
0: matter. Yeah. with um, when Moyes was there where was he going to fit into a David Moyes team I don't think you know? he's
2: been a disastrous he's not been a disaster a disastrous but his sign.
0: position he's a number 10
1: isn't he, he have never, never
0: had a system they should in learn which from,
1: number 10 to be comfortable Kigawa was before him wasn't he and yeah. that never worked out because he wasn't a bad player he just didn't fit I guess the position I guess you would say you, you go forward from there Di Maria did United do the homework on him enough to know that he wouldn't
0: fancy it in England
2: well or, no but they knew that they'd sell shirts and that's that's. I feel like that's been the problem it's the pound signs that come in they, they're like we've heard of him and I know that, I know that sounds awful but you've got businessmen in charge they're not football men so if they come to you with the name of someone who's playing for a German side that no one watches week in week out who's meant to be the next big thing and they're like, sorry, who's that? How are we going to market this person? Or we've got Di Maria. Oh, yeah, we've heard of him. I'm not saying it's been the business has been done that naively, but you can see how they've ended up in the situation they've been in the past.
1: I guess that's true. If, if your mum's not heard of them, don't go near them. That was the, the sort of motto. <laughs> well, for... it sort
2: of looks like that, though, yeah. doesn't it? Because <laughs> it's like square pegs, round holes. It's all right, big name, bring them in.
1: Yeah. So you think it is down to bad recruitment then and you think this is maybe signs that United are starting to resolve that issue
2: well yeah did they need did they need those players if you went back to those transfer windows and looked at where United needed to boost the squad not off the top of my head do I know in that transfer window was that the biggest priority for United but if you, it'd be interesting to go back and see those players that they bought the big names should that have been a priority for them in that season if they'd maybe pr- prioritised centre-back or do you know if you've got if you go through the transfer window like that have they made the priorities the ones that they want by the big names that were available
1: yeah I guess that argument on Dan James works either way because it is someone who's who's not going to be the shirt seller but United needed a centre-back and they bought another left winger someone who's young it's easy to see either could be very good could be a bit of maybe uh, an unknown quantity but it wasn't Wilfred Zaha, Nick Powell, these sort of players, aren't they? Maybe in a similar mould to, to Daniel James. Or what, what do you make of him so far? Dan? I know we've. I mean, the thing is, most people don't actually have a clue what he's like. We've, if, well, we've all seen honest, the clips. You've
0: seen. You've probably seen the FA Cup game uh, yeah. against City. And he still out a mile there. He was lightning quick. Uh, but I think you know the wider issue is. I think Solskjaer's is looking to sort of build a team and build an environment where stars are sort of. You know, fostered stars are born rather than you know bringing in ready-made big names, because you know, I think the thing like the history of United has always been that. Stores, stars been made at United rather than brought in and that's probably, you know, they've veered away from that in recent years because of, you know, the need to sell shirts the need to sort of disguise the fact that they've been poor on the pitch by, you know, generating interest in other ways uh, so I think it'll be interesting to see how he fits in I don't know if he'd be, a you know, if he'd go into the team straight away because you look at the players on that side of the pitch who he's got to compete with you've got, you know, Sanchez if he stays you've got Martial, you've seen uh, Rashford play out there, so you know, he'll have a fight in his hands, but that's healthy competition, isn't it?
1: So,
2: he can play right wing as well, though, can't he?
1: Can play right wing, not usually used to it, though. He played a bit there for Wales on Saturday. This it feels like about, that's but... the
2: situation with a lot of United's you know, left wingers, they're all left wingers. That's
1: what I mean. mean... But,
2: and, but, don't worry because we can shunt them out to the right, and yeah, can try and that's play what it way.
1: seems with Dan James again because the fact that he is right footed, which is maybe more of an advantage. But Rashford could play on the right, Sanchez could play on the right, Marshall could play on the right. They know don't. them do and I know them are good when they play there so having a player who might be able to play in that position sounds good on paper but the reality is United again God that was another Love Island reference it's really deep into my mind isn't it but I guess the problem is United still haven't bought a specialist player to solve a key problem
2: No they haven't but I feel like a lot of last season we spoke about how Martial if he want or Rashford if he really wanted when there was all that discussion about should he leave should he stay was all that discussion about he's still really young he could train really hard and he could turn himself into the right winger that United haven't got and that United really need and then he'd be nailed on starter for every single game and I suppose in the same way, you could say the same to Daniel James, given he's not even been put into the United team at the minute. We don't know what Solskjaer's going to say to him when he starts. He could say, yeah, we know you prefer to play on the left, but looking at, at where you're going to get your most game time, it's going to be on the right. And then maybe maybe he'll do that. And I think the exciting thing is, he's a pacey player. deloe if you're putting him at right back, he's quick as well. That link-up play down the right... Fast is something that United have been missing when they've had Antonio Valencia at the bat. Are you all right, Ash? Yeah, you
1: know, producer producer's dying slowly in the corner here, but he's got to let him suffer in, or well, we've got to say suffer in silence, but he's probably ruined the whole podcast. Although many listeners would say that we're the reason it's been ruined, but who knows about that. Uh, so yeah, Dan James, we'll have to wait and see. Of course, we're recording this on Tuesday. He'll play for Wales probably tonight against Hungary, but... Or on the talk of transfers, which other players do you think United will, will make a move for now? We've heard the Harry Maguire's of interest, Aaron bissaka they've had a bid rejected. Do you think these two players are maybe more so in the shape of what United actually need this summer, Dan?
0: Well, I think they're, they're desperately a, a, a centre-back, you know, a young centre-back. Um, they've, they've not really sorted that position out in the post-Ferguson era whatsoever, have they? They've, ne- they've never had a, you know, a, a solid pairing. In the you know since uh, Vidic and Ferdinand, um, they brought in Baye, they brought in Lindelof. They've never really struck it off together. It, will they have in the future? You don't know. Baye wants to stay, doesn't he? But erratic. Can you can, you, can he be trusted as United centre back going forward? Probably probably not. If you're being honest, Lindelof, Lindelof had a very good season last season. So who do you bring in to partner him? How do you bring the get the best out of him? He probably needs someone physical next to him, doesn't it? Because you know he's a good he's a good ball playing centre back, but is he you know has he got the stature? Uh, so that's where Harry Maguire I think could fit in nicely to complement Lindelof. Yep. I think United tried to well, there was talk of him,
1: talk of United being interested last season, weren't there?
2: I think it was quite agent based.
1: Yeah, I think it was and, World and they Leicester priced United out of the market completely after that mm. World Cup.
2: But would you rather um, Harry Maguire for eighty mil? Or Koulibaly
1: for ninety. I know nothing about Koulibaly I've only ever watched Koulibaly play for Napoli, and he was awful against Arsenal. And I don't remember him playing well at the World Cup last summer. When, I know he was playing for Senegal. He's so not expecting much, but they were in the easy group. Good player though, Harry Maguire. Uh, first time I saw him was in the Youth Cup final of twenty eleven,
0: when he was playing against Pogba and Lingard. And the two players he stood out on the pitch that night with Pogba being a giant and Harry Maguire who's matched him. Uh, and then you look at his career since. You know he's he's seen a lot, hasn't he? Whole. Yeah. Wigan on loan. He's earned his stripes and I think United
1: do need players who have earned the stripes. So if United were to sign Maguire, would, do you prefer, both think he would straight away become the best centre-back at the club? Because it seems at the moment that everyone's... The general consensus, I think, is that Lindelof's top.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. Lindelof's top. So he'd go in... Where do you think him.
1: Maguire would rank? Do you think he's a better defender than Lindelof or...?
2: I think he's been on top of his game for longer than Lindelof has, which is why it's difficult to to compare yeah. the two. But he'd be up there with him wouldn't he? it'd be really interesting like Dan just said United haven't had a that solid centre-back pairing for years so I, if they can get that back be it with Maguire alongside Lindelof then that's the foundations to build on a good team again
0: he's, yeah. he's used to taking responsibility as well when he was at Sheffield United when he was younger 18, 19, 20 he was you know, the focal point of that team almost with his driving runs forward uh, so I think you, you, you'd probably look at him as someone with the character
2: yeah, and the he's sort, the sort term. of player that like Solskjaer would want because he's not the I know like Lingard and Pogba they,
1: come, for, they come in for a
2: lot of stick don't they flash. yeah their hair colour that personally doesn't bother me but no nonsense, to a, a lot guess, of people it quite. does and you can see that Solskjaer's more of a traditional this is how, what we do this is how we do it sort of guy so you'd like to think well he would fit that
1: mould wouldn't he we shall see we shall see, see if he comes in on that We'll talk more transfers after the break but right now we're going to have a little teaser question for I think all of us because there's no answer on the paper today so I'm quite worried about this. We've spoken about Dan James, we've spoken about Harry Maguire, two players who have earned their strides playing in the lower leagues as well but who was the last player United signed from a football league club? We'll have our answers after this short break. Hello and welcome back to the Manchester's Red Podcast. Just before the break we left you with a teaser question. Who was the last player Manchester United signed from a Football League club? We'll start off with an initial guess and then we can give you a clue and see where we go from there. Anyone got an initial an poke in the dark? I'm gonna go with Wilfred Zaha. Wilfred Zaha would make sense. Got no idea. No idea? You're not not, not not hazard to guess? Not Not today. today. No This feature really needs input From both of you to work It's fine you, you can have input Okay that's fine It's not Wilfred Zaha, Lee Grant from relegated Stoke City See Ash, Ash has said Lee Grant Yeah But I don't think it's right Why not? Because Stoke were relegated So he wasn't technically A, a, cha- a championship player It's all to, to do with the crossover Between seasons isn't it? Either way It's a bad question We've got our answer we'll move on so before the break we're talking about the prospect of Harry Maguire joining United um, we've talked about Daniel James joining already but which position do you think United need to get secured next what's their priority now is it still centre back for you, for you both then yeah okay 100%. great for that
2: yeah, move on
1: <laughs> I would say centre back yes because you saw Mourinho
0: and then he would play to hold in midfield because he didn't trust what was behind yeah. him And if you can't trust what's behind them, then your creative players aren't going to have the licence to do their thing.
2: And the foundations of a good attacking side are built on having a solid defence that can can be trusted. I'm sorry. Um, So United haven't had that for, for years and years and years. So... Like you say, the likes of Pogba is having to overcompensate for the fact that no one's trusting the centre-back pairing that's been picked for that game, which is absolutely ridiculous. So get the centre-back pairings right, get the defensive foundations right, and they should be able to build from that.
1: Yeah, I guess like you said, it's not just a a signing which will solidify their defence, but it will give Pogba the licence to attack. And I guess, do you think that Pogba's game last season was was suffering from the fact that he had to drop back and do more defensive work than he would have liked to. Do you think that's one of the, one of the many reasons maybe? I think he's admitted today in his interview in the Times that he
0: is not the best uh, defensive minded midfielder. Um, So should he be put in a position full stop whereby that's required from him? Probably not.
2: I don't know if I'm having that though, because fair enough, if that's, not his favourite position to play in but at times Mourinho did afford him the licence to go forward and he played him on the left hand side of midfield which is apparently his favourite position and he still didn't perform and I I feel like this has just been something we've gone over and over and over and over and over again and it's like oh Pogba's playing too deep if he was given more freedom like he's given for France look how he impresses for France well he I'm not having that in the last since he's joined that he hasn't been given that freedom at times
0: but has he been given a run of games with the freedom because you're not going to form on a one-off it, it, under Mourinho he's
2: supposed to be one of the best players in the world
0: you are but even, no matter how good you are you need a run of games to develop a rhythm don't you and how many times was he given two three games on the bounce by Mourinho with that license it was always a one-off because Mourinho would always sort of base his game plan around the opposition wouldn't he so yeah. one week you would be playing Burnley at home next minute it'd be Chelsea away and he's never going to get that so I'd like to see him you know with integrated into a side whereby that will be his role against whoever.
2: I'd like to see it just because it would end all discussion ever
1: yeah. over. And then you've got your if, answer.
2: If he was played in this in his dream role, how he would be the key for United being successful. So please play him there next season so it can just end all discussion <laughs> of this ever again.
1: But in order for Pogba to play in this attacking role, he's going to have to have that sort of midfield anchor behind him. Do you think United have players... At their disposal now that can can form a midfield, which should allow Pogba to do that? Because we've got we've got Fred, got Pereira, got Matic. Do you think United do need to sign a new central midfielder who specialises in defending? Or or, or what type of midfield do you think they need to sign?
2: I think a part of the problem is they signed Fred last summer, and we haven't really seen. I found something that I wrote last summer about how Fred could be the key to unlocking Paul Pogba's attacking potential. Yeah, and then you look in a year on and it's like, what did we we glean from United signing Fred? Well, not too much. I know he wasn't given that many opportunities. He made mistakes at the beginning. Mourinho hooked him. Then he wouldn't play for ages. But it's hard to know when you don't know how they're all going to fit in the system. Obviously, Herrera's gone. Matic is still going to be there You'd be a regular starter so then you've got Matic and Pogba who's and your third man all those you just mentioned are then fighting for, for the third place in midfield
1: so that's the argument do you think they do need a new central midfielder I mean they've already got so many I mean I guess that's the problem United in general they've got you such you a need, bulky squad Especially, don't you in yeah. the three in midfield you need a, a Makaleli or a
0: Kante like you look um, at cities, someone did the running for you basically. City are trying to find one they've been trying to find one for 18 months haven't they replaced Uh they had reservations about Jorginho um, about his you know his. He, he broke the line too quickly so you know United need to look at a specific sort of player rather than just you know square peg round holes um, McTominay for me he's not a specialist he's
2: a squad player what squad do you think McTominay's best, yeah.
0: best
1: role is it just that he's someone to fill in and Give us all and I think give I think it, to- I think
2: it's harsh, and I personally admit I've given him stick, and a lot of people have given him stick. But well, he's been yeah. he has been useful for United in certain situations. But you're not building a team around him.
1: No, I get. I think all of us will admit that we rolled our eyes when he got this new contract. Yeah. because what did what he do to that But he did progress a lot in the last six months. But then is that because he's a good player or is that just because the quality of the team was so bad and it was And refreshing. he comes across so, as
2: someone who will listen to instruction, take it on board and do exactly what the manager wants,
1: whereas... Which is why Mourinho loved him.
2: Yeah, whereas you can see other players if they don't agree with it or they think the team should be doing different, instead of just giving it a go because this is what the manager wants, they'll do what they want and the team's never going to work well if that happens. So he'll remain to be a manager's favourite because he does that.
0: Well, those players always get a bad rep at United, don't they? Like you look at Fletcher.
2: Darren Fletcher. Yeah. And who are they chanting about when he missed the Champions League final?
0: Even Tom Cleverley. You know, unless you're, unless you if you come through United's academy and you're not world-class, then you will get stick. Phil Neville, Darren Gibson... You know, the list goes on and on and on.
2: Useful squad player. Yeah. No, there's nothing All of wrong
0: with every team. like You look at City, or you're always going to look at City because they're the benchmark, can't they? Or Liverpool folks, for that matter. Milner, useful yeah. squad player. Uh, Danilo for City. He's not a world beater but handy.
1: Yeah, and you know, I was the if City didn't have Danilo they wouldn't win the league probably. Exactly. It's yeah. these sort of players that come do make the difference. Yeah. He's not a
0: specialist per se, but you know, that's the sort of player over a fifty odd game season that will come in amid injuries and stuff. So, you know, I think United need the specialist, but they also need to retain your likes of McTominay. Not not to sure about Pereira. I wouldn't be too sad to see him go.
1: Um but I think McTominay's got got a future at United. Yeah, exactly. Another player who could have a future at United, Charlotte, Aaron Wambasaki. United had a bid rejected for him. Uh, well, they confirmed it over the weekend, didn't they? What, what's the latest on Wambasaki? Obviously, they want a versatile full-back because yeah. the issue is not only right-back where well, Ashley Young's ageing and they've got Djoga De Lowe's inexperience, but they've only got cover for Luke Shaw at left-back. And with Valencia leaving, there's not many options. I
2: think it's a sensible move from them. And like I was just saying before, they've... Um, They've definitely lacked pace out coming out from the back, haven't they? If if you look, imagine if you've imagine you've got Young on the left and Antonio Valencia on the right. It's not
1: not gonna scare many. No,
2: it's not gonna scare many oppositions, is it? So if you get someone in that's pacey and then you have Daniel James on the right or Rashford or they've got they've got pace in that team. It's just. Needs to be unleashed. So yeah, from what we know is that a a bit of around 40 million was rejected, but they're expecting to go back with an increased offer. I think Palace want around 60, but maybe there's going to be some negotiation in in the middle between the two.
1: How high do you think United should go for Wemba Saka, Dan? Because it's one, there's going to become a point where United think, all right, that's enough, we won't go that high, we're going to have to look at someone else, an alternative. But can they even afford to do that this summer? Because they need a fullback, so why not just go for the first choice one, whatever the cost?
0: Well, the thing with United is uh, everyone knows what they need. Um, There's there's automatically the price goes up if Man United are after you, because, you know, one of the biggest names in England. Um, Everyone knows what they're in dire need of, uh, which doesn't help. Uh, And you've got the other thing of, you know, post Neymar, what is 60 million? Five, 10 years ago, that's, what, you know, 15? Well, 10 years ago, 80 million got Ronaldo from United, didn't it? Says it all, doesn't it? So, So, you know, I think we're still post Neymar, I think we're trying to sort of work out what, what sort of, what value is, really. Um, But for someone of his age, with his potential, you know, he's highly thought of. Palace don't want to get rid of him at all. Um, And he fits the mould that Solskjaer is after. Um, you know you, you, 65 million is probably not that big a fee
1: in this day and age do you re think the? yeah you know, it's all it?
2: relative isn't it and you're not going to get that sort of player for 30-40 million anymore because young British player there's a tax on them anyway and then
1: do you think you've seen enough though from one per the that he's United quality enough because one season at Crystal Palace or the season and a half maybe oh. he's had and playing for a team like that where, where maybe he can shine defensively because there's not going to be too many other defenders who, who are at that level other than Patrick Van Aanholt, that you've got to sort of outshine. So.
2: It's a tough one, isn't it? Because until they sign and they come and they're in the United environment and they're trying to, I don't know, fight for the league maybe in three years' time, then you just, you just don't know. And that's the problem with these. It's always going to be a risk, isn't it? Yeah, you might, you might be great at a lower league side, but come to someone who's supposed to be competing for the, for the title... Things can change, so... Mm
1: well United aren't are they I, know, I think
2: they're no is, no they're, I know I that but when I was saying it yeah. I was saying it like supposed to be as in they're or always or they're always yeah. supposed to be calm because down
1: calm I think, down they're always supposed bit. to be
2: because they're Manchester United there's always going to yeah. Solskjaer might come out and say we're not expected to win the league in the next three to four years well they might be saying that in public but behind closed doors there's got to be that expectancy that they're Manchester right. United and regardless of what the team is if they're not going to win the title then what's the point they've and got th- to still believe they can do it even if everyone else in the world doesn't think it's
0: possible I think it'd be dangerous for United to go into next season thinking right we're going to turn this around straight away I think they need to sort of accept the reality and accept get that it's Champions League, League. So, yeah you know it's building blocks and it's taking steps I think you know next season we've got to think right we finished six last season 30 odd points behind.
2: yeah fourth would be an achievement fourth
0: would be an
1: achievement then you know beyond that do you think it'll be enough of an achievement fourth because we've seen the last three managers all sat for failing to get a top four finish
2: what to keep him in his shop? Oh, do you think even next
1: season? Do you think beforehand though, if social wasn't to get fourth, I know you'll say it depends on the cups, maybe, but
2: but you need to look at the the rest of the league as well and who they're finishing above because everyone else is going to strengthen and get better. You're not going to finish above City and Liverpool
1: unless they implode. Spurs. Spurs is difficult. Chelsea's new manager. Is- Chelsea. No, it's Chelsea and Arsenal, no isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I think fourth
0: next season, based on what United the state they're in at the minute, would be a huge achievement, even if they outspend all their opponents. Oh, definitely, because like the scale of the rebuilding job required. You know, you, you need to sort out the midfield, and you sort out the defence. You need to, you know, bring in a striker or hone a striker or hone a system that allows. And they're not, not going
2: to do that all this summer. No. there's no way. So
0: that, that'll be fourth next season with Chelsea, Arsenal strengthening. Uh, Liverpool City and obviously Spurs would be you know you're gonna have to knock off what two two of them yeah so I, I think United fans would be happy with that and it, it sounds pretty average don't it it being happy in yeah. fourth but that's where United are these days and I think there's you know I think supporters as much as anyone need to sort of accept where they're at where United are at the minute because otherwise there's going to be you know hysteria
2: I think they over. do and I don't think if you ask any United fan do they legitimately think they can win the league yeah,
0: next season seen...
2: that anyone's gonna between, say yes, yeah. but going into preseason, they might have the, have the, hope, the benchmark of, this is what we want, we want to finish fourth. But if they're not going in there in the mindset to try and win the league, they've lost it already. Like they need to think they need to have the belief inside themselves that they can go out there and challenge City and Liverpool or what's the point
1: yeah especially whatever them slip up and United aren't fully focused on on taking the challenge but as you said it's not only just about recruiting players it's about keeping certain ones at the club as well I've already mentioned Pogba and United obviously in no rush to sell him but Dan what's the latest on David De Gea still not signed a contract out of out of contract next summer so into his mm. final year Dean Henderson hot prospect but looking like he's going to leave on loan again So I think, there is, I think he knows himself that over the past year, 18 months he's
0: been off his game he's been making mistakes on a regular basis uh, for Spain as much as United he's lost uh, his place in the Spain squad now hasn't his, he? exactly yeah, now is in front of him so I think he's been using the start of the season rather than thinking about his future I think he's been you know, reflecting on himself and where I think he's been trying to sort of Identify where his drop-off in form or his drop-off in confidence has come from because it's a big deal, isn't it? It's a big deal for someone of his ability uh, if he's consistent. ability he won four out of five players of the year at United, um, so I think you know having such a drop-off in form over, the, especially the last two or three months of the season. You look at Barcelona, Arsenal, Chelsea. That's not the sort of thing you can shake off, is it? So I think rather than thinking about his future, he's been looking at himself and identifying where things have been going wrong before he goes on to think, right, I've got a year left of my deal. I can either go to PSG now, because PSG obviously wants him, or he can stay at United. And I think another important thing with De Gea is that uh, he doesn't know anything else professionally, really. Um, he's held in a very high regard by United supporters, um, but he isn't in Spain whatsoever. He's not got the same sort of love, if you like, from in, in his home country, like he does here, so he's not going to get a move to Spain, unlikely. Because you know, you look, Barcelona—they've got a goalie. Um, Real Madrids, but Courtois last last year, didn't they? Athletic have got black Where's he going to go there? Is he going to go to PSG? Because if you go to PSG, all right, you get the pay packet, but you play in five, six big games a year, tops so you, know. you can't count on your teammates to not bottle them anyway can you so well, exactly <laughs> exactly so it'll be an interesting one it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a, I think you know this this is make or break in his sort of career isn't it this is sort of, it feels to me like this is a bit of a fork in the road with his career yeah, cause he's, maybe, maybe even more so than in
1: 2015 so Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where where he goes because he's world class, but if you look at his actual sort of trophy haul and what he's achieved, it's not a it's there, no, is it? not really? not anything really. Other than one Premier League title, is it? And yeah, and that, th- that's another thing. I if he if he does stay at United, then he's not winning the Champions League next
0: season. probably yeah. went the season after, so you know, and before you know it, you're thirty. Yeah, uh, still it's young. all downhill from there yeah. Yeah. still, still, still <laughs> going <good> for, <laughs> for a goalkeeper um,
1: but yeah he definitely wants to win the Champions League and he wouldn't we'll, be getting on Love Island though would he 30 years old well, well, well past it where's his best chance of doing so not coming to his mind yeah. Charlotte in terms of David hey what's your view on him because do you think he's a player that is irreplaceable anymore United or not because his end of the season seems to have maybe made lots of fans forget just how good he is and how many times he did bail them out in the previous season anyway think about that game against Spurs that's the obvious one he's still a top class goalkeeper he might just not be the top class goalkeeper anymore but for United we've already said they need to sort out defence midfield striker the last thing they they want
2: they just can't afford well they're not going to let him leave this summer anyway De Gea De Gea the club from what what I've heard would not are not keen to would rather him leave on a because his contract's up next summer isn't it let him leave on a free
1: she seems not so sure for I know, well, Dan's yeah. got it
2: from the other side so, and he's not not, not communicating. Um, but this was the problem is that they've got the players that they would happily get rid of and want to get rid of, like Rojo and Damian. Then you've got Herrera and Valencia who've already left. And then you've got Pogba, Lukaku, De Gea. De Gea That's a spy your team. Big name players that are, that are being linked with the exit. And the, like the understanding is if Inter came in with a big, Bid big enough for Lukaku, they sell him. Fine, a lot of United fans don't like him and he might not fit in with Solskjaer's philosophy in the way Solskjaer wants the team to play. The problem is, are United then going to get a replacement in because Lukaku had the best goals per minute ratio of any of the five forwards in the United team? So, fine, get rid of him because you don't like him and you don't like the style of football that he represents, but who are you bringing in? And if they've not got someone that they're confident that they can bring in that's going to score the goals next season, yeah, you could put Rashford through the middle and hope that he's going to double his goal tally, but that's that's risky strategy as well. So you've got these players that are being linked with the exit, but unless there's a solid plan in place to replace them, as well as bringing in the extra people they already need, then he's going to have to keep hold of them
0: there you go you mm. can't let Lukaku go without
1: bringing someone else yeah. in can you because no. I, think, I personally don't see why they no want way. to get rid of Lukaku I think even, he's clunky um, yeah. that's the one thing I would worry about I think you see both he's sides not, of the argument and he's not yeah. quick he,
2: he's
0: quick when he gets going when he gets go, yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. just yeah. that not, turn of pace yes. yeah, he's, he's scored he's got records Burst. decent I think he's scored yeah. 40 odd in 90 odd games for it's ridiculous yeah. you know, uh, if you look at that over two years it'll start 20 20 goals a season so you're going to have to bring those in if you let him go yeah. And that's the so season striker, is you know, not typically easy to come across, yeah, and exactly.
2: And that's on top of the the centre mm. back, the midfielder, the right winger. The, yeah. And they, they're in the market for a striker, even if Lukaku doesn't leave and the right deal comes up for someone. So then, if Lukaku does leave, that's are they wanting to bring in two strikers? There's just no way that they're going to manage to bring in all those players. Bear in mind, Solskjaer wants them all in before United fly off on pre season tour, so. The clock's ticking, and all they've signed so far is, and all they've done so far is agreement in principle for Daniel James. So
1: it's a lot. Yeah, they and need to hurry up. It's definitely not a
0: priority this season. I think sorting out this striking situation. You think no. you've got to start at the back, haven't you? And the thing, you know, yes, but they've known for 18 you, all, all the rumors that you see are all about defenders, aren't they? So you'd you'd hope that Solskjaer from that is sorting out his defence. Maybe you know, sort our half his defence this summer. So are the rest of the defence in January then move on to midfield the next season then move on to it's, you know, it's a three or four year rebuilding job isn't it Yeah. and you've got financial fair play to, to stay in line with while be... Sanchez is sat on God knows
1: how much a week yeah and like I said before you can even think about bringing in maybe a marquee strike or whatever you've got to get rid of some of the wage you to do at the club but one thing for sure it's going to be a busy summer ahead we're going to be very busy some of us are going to be jetting off to France living the high life Looking yep. forward to it, Charlotte.
2: Can't wait. <laughs> Have you all been watching the Women's World Cup? No, not even
1: touched on it. in this But podcast? I was work. It started on Friday night. Out Friday night. Working Saturday. England played on Sunday. Sunday. Well, I'm Welsh, so well, unfortunately, if we were to qualify, then you didn't we didn't make it. Yeah, because we lost to England and qualifying I do know my stuff sometimes, but yeah, no, I've not really watched it. Have you?
2: Yeah, I'm Dan? You, it. I watched it on Sunday. Did yes getting Good. very excited about it as well mm-hmm. yeah, there is I, United interest as well if I any my like yeah she started for England on Sunday and their new Dutch signing
1: Jackie. oh yeah she's always supported United doesn't she as a kid yeah
2: and she's, she could be playing well I don't know when this podcast is going to go out so she could have played Tuesday, or not yeah. played on Tuesday so but it's something to watch
1: <laughs> There's something to watch There's your quote Stick that on the poster The Women's World Cup It's something to watch
2: Show for the people Who've never watched it yeah, before Yeah it's a good, really I good way like To get into it's it it's a really good way For everyone to get into it
1: And I think in a way as well If you've not watched The Women's World Cup before Or watched women's football It's good to be able to Watch a major tournament And not really it's know so who, the, who the best team is The yeah. TV audiences Tell your story don't they Yeah exactly yeah. And you go into it If you, you go into a match And don't actually know Who the favourites are or whatever, That makes it a much more Interesting spectacle because you don't know what to expect, and you don't know what's what's going to happen. And I guess your opinions aren't preformed by, oh, that's poor Pogba. She's the most high-paid player, so we've got to try be, have an anti-agenda against her, yeah. whatever. But
2: well, we will have coverage on the MEM website. We do. We've I'm already got our coverage flying out there next yeah. week.
1: We do have all the coverage as well. Every day from the Women's World Cup, and Charlotte, sure you'll be out there next week. Yep. I'm sure our fans will be looking forward to that. Dan, maybe you'll be back next week on the podcast. Who knows? It could be oh, the hat trick. trick. Steady on. We shall wait and see. Thank you very much for listening to today's Love Island podcast from the Manchester Union News. Please do make sure to subscribe and leave a like if you are not already. And please do join us again next week when we'll, we'll try to talk about some football. See you next time.